When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. all right yes we are back with another episode of the what if football podcast and today we're playing another game yes like jigsaw we're gonna play a game and this is another round of obscure footballer where you on twitter and our twitter handle is at what if underscore youtube suggest us some absolutely rotten footballers that we've all forgotten let's just kick off with today's show And we are on the Sports Social Podcast Network every Wednesday and, of course, everywhere else you get your podcasts with the What If Football Podcast, where we play games like this. We review Premier League years of years gone by, i.e. in the Barclays and the Champions League as well in the Gazprom. More on that later. As well as naughty nostalgia, nostalgic stuff like this as well. And if you do like podcasts like these, we're also on Patreon five days a week bookend in the week with weekly columns about contemporary football stuff so for example this past week we've been looking at AFCON we've been looking at FPL as well and differential players that might have a good second half of the season following the transfer windows closure of course and we also do nostalgic podcast a bit like these we look at great games in the great games podcast and we compare and contrast in combined 11 head-to-head and we look at fantastic seasons or not-so-fantastic seasons in Story of My Season. For example, the first episode of which was Wigan's 2012-13 season. Quite the roller coaster, if you remember. But today, we're looking at obscure footballers. And in any game of obscure footballer, we have to look at our Hall of Fame, which we've had a number of classes recently. So October's class, the first class of the Hall of Fame, 
Frodo Grodas himself from Middle-earth. We've got Israel Zuniga and we've got the King of the Hall of Fame, if you ask me, Ofeo Kezaved. Fantastic player as he is. In November's class, we had Orlando Trustful, Boncho, Genchev and John Gope Fenapai. I don't know any of these players. Uh, December 2021, we had William Mocke, Torben Picknick and Zan Benedicic. And in January 2022, we had two classes. We had the Twadzik brothers, Philip and Patrick. We had Diego Gavilan and we had Carlos Andrea Mazzinaro. No, me neither. And Vance Warner and, of course, the humble trialist. By definition, obscure. And being it's a, a bit of a game here on this week's podcast, every game has to have its rules. So therefore, any player who played the majority of their career before 1998 are automatically obscure. Obviously, within reason, the example I always use, Diego Maradona, obviously, played the majority of his career before 1998, obviously not obscure. Also, most Manchester United players automatically won't be obscure, given the fact that I am um, a Manchester United fan, obviously, again, the watershed for that is, again, 1998. So, let's get stuck in with some of your suggestions. Before we start the seventh episode of the Obscure Footballer game, we must, of course, add to the aforementioned Hall of Fame. February 2022's class, if you do remember, cons- considered probably the best class in the Hall of Fame history. We had Vladimir Kinder. He has to go in. Google reverse image search thought it was Paul Gascoigne, and we only found out his name thanks to a eBay listing of a sticker from the late 90s. Fantastic. The Odyssey alone in trying to find out who Vladimir Kinder was um, deserves the Hall of Fame ticket alone. And um, Frida Kipper, former Liverpool legend who played in precisely two cup games, probably League Cup as well, um, He's in there. He's he's definitely in the Hall of Fame. We've got Hall of Fame Fruit of Wing, I think, now with Fruit of Kipper. And we've got Fruit of Gordas in there as well. Now, the third and final entry, the third and final inductee to the Hall of Fame was very, very hard to um, to split. We've course had George Donis, former Huddersfield Town legend, former Blackburn legend as well. We had Nikola Zhurkan, a Croatia stalwart who's perhaps a bit too good. We had Leds, Les Pogliacome, uh, former, former Oldham goalkeeper, and tons more. But we settled on Conblatsis, the throwing specialist himself, formerly of Derby, Colchester, etc. Sheffield Wednesday as well, all spent two or three games, a cup of coffee at either of those clubs. So he he is our third inductee into the Obscure Hall of Fame for February. So to decide the March 2022 class... We have got yet more of your wonderful suggestions where you can suggest obscure footballers over there on Twitter at what if underscore YouTube is that one or if you recognize my voice, holler me down in the street when I'm picking my son up from school. Right, let's get on with it. <laughs> at 80s, 90s football on Twitter suggests Siggy Johnson or Johnson is um, Scandinavian, gotta be. I attaches a late 80s picture of an Arsenal player, which is helpful as a as I definitely wouldn't have gone Arsenal, especially in the late 80s, I probably would have gone sort of mid-table, mid-90s Premier League club when Scandinavian influx into the Premier League was quite a new thing, or I would have gone Sam Allardyce, early 2000s, Bolton, just been promoted, that sort of thing. 
So we jumped on Wikipedia. That's what we do when we don't know when we when he is officially obscure. And um, his Wikipedia suggests that he didn't actually start his um, his British career at least in Arsenal. He started it at Sheffield Wednesday for five years between 1984 and 89. Loaned out at um, at nearby Barnsley. Um, played eight games though in two years at. Uh, at Arsenal between 1989 and, and 1991. So we can potentially say he's an English champion, although they probably didn't give him a medal, did they? Let's be honest. Eight league games in two years. Now, he's actually Icelandic. He moved back to Akranis in Iceland, probably butchering that pronunciation, sorry. Um, Arebro moved to them and then moved back to moved back to Britain with uh, Dundee United for three years and 12 more games. And then Akranis again before retirement in 2000, aged just 33. And with Iceland being the um, kind of a low footballing nation at the time, um, only recently ascended to actually qualifying for tournaments, Siggy Jonsson, um, he played 65 times for Iceland between 1983 and 1999, so a stellar international career for probably one of the, the lowly um, European nations at the time, of course. We've got a suggestion from James FF9 on Twitter as well. Tony Gale. Now, anybody who's listened or watched any form of football on Sky Sports in the past, I don't know, 15 years, will recognise his voice. Commentates on a lot of football. Commentates. I think he's commentated on Afcon recently. I'm not too sure on that one, but I think he, what I'm trying to say is a can a commentator's career stop you from being obscure? I'm thinking Andy Hinchcliffe, Don Goodman, those sorts of players who you may not really necessarily remember for their playing career. Um, Tony Gale is before, certainly before my time. But even his Wikipedia entry, you've got 277 games for Fulham in seven years, 300 for West Ham between 1984 and 90, 1994. Won the Premier League for Blackburn in his only year. There in 1995, then moved to Palace and retired at Maidenhead in late 90s. Now, I said in the rules, if you played the majority of your career before 1998, automatically obscure. Um, this may bend this a little bit, but it's probably more his commentary that I'm more familiar with his work. Never played for England, though, despite, well, I mean, nearly 600 league games in English football. Um, admittedly before the Premier League era, but I don't think that matters at all. Tony Gale, even though played the majority of his career before 1998, we're going to break a rule here. We're going to say he's not obscure. Sorry, James. And um, a player that's definitely more obscure. I know James is a, a diehard Liverpool fan and Jordan Rossett has struck a chord with me because I'm thinking here that he's absolutely certainly a failed Liverpool Academy player. I'm sure I've maybe even watched him in a reserve game at Huddersfield Town. Um, I went to that game in 2010. Um, Jordan Rossett would have been 13 years old, so probably not. Probably not. Well, definitely not. Um, but um, he's currently playing for Fleetwood after four years at Rangers, where he's probably heard his name, you know, or seen his name, you know, transfer rumours from Liverpool to Rangers, Stephen Gerrard, that sort of time. One Premier League game he played for Liverpool. Um, yeah, he's, he's borderline, isn't he? I'm going to say that he's not obscure, probably prejudiced by... Um, knowing that James is a Liverpool fan as well, probably helped me along the way, just nudging me down a little bit down the road there. James also suggests Abubakar Kamara. Now, I've remembered I had to jump on Wikipedia for this one. I should have really got this because he's quite recently a Premier League player. Um, but it, it's 
sort of almost hiding in plain sight, Abubakar Kamara, those two names, two common player names, two quite common names as well. So, I mean, I remarked on a um, previous Obscure Football that I, for a piece of history work, I smashed two names together to create Eric and Bomber. Abubakar Kamara smashing Diamancy Kamara, or any Kamara is quite a quite a uh, popular name, Chris Kamara, example, <laughs> and uh, Vincent Abubakar, star of AFCON. Um, just smash those together and you got Abubakar Kamara um, without being too offensive there. He was at Fulham as late as 2021 um, and jumping on his Wikipedia, I, yeah, I instantly remember him, but those Fulham players, the high turnover, especially when they go up and down in the Premier League and, and the Championship, you, high turnover of players, you kind of get lost in the shuffle with some of them again, like a bit like Watford, especially when they change manager every three months, it's hard to keep track of a lot of the players and in my old age, <laughs> I, don't have a, I don't have a ready-made built-in spreadsheet or database of all the all the Premier League players as I did 20 years ago when I had no free, when I had a lot more free time. <laughs> And uh, we've got another suggestion. Um, Tom Moore, 00441129. Rem- memorise them numbers. Now, Irby Emanuelson. Now, we're not off to a good start because I, I remember. I remember Irby Emanuelson. I've got him in an Ajax shirt pictured in my head. Um, Tom says, purely because Wednesday signed him, Sheffield Wednesday, and then appeared to forget we had him until the last game of the season. Now, my first thought was Ajax, potential wonder kid, um, Wednesday would have been a dark, obscure part of his career. I'm certain of that. Um, but the one I should have really got was his time at AC Milan. He played for them between 2011-2014, probably the the final embers of my FIFA playing days. And I often used um, Erby Emanuelson because around then, I'd, I'm not sure, I'm pretty sure FIFA's the exact same now. He was quick. So if he was quick, he's automatically a good player. Um, so I was playing the last few editions that I'd play on FIFA, that I'd buy um, FIFA of. Around that time, and Obi Emanuelson played a lot with uh, AC Milan. He was there. Um, so I remember him for that. I also can vividly uh, picture him in that Ajax shirt. Played 16 times for the Dutch national team as well. Retired only last year for U- Utrecht, aged 34. So had a bit of a decent career. Ajax, AC Milan. Forget about the Sheffield Wednesday bit for a second. <laughs> no offence, Tom, but... Yeah, he's, he's, he's unfortunately not obscure. Would have been with just the Wednesday stuff, but Ajax and Milan, yeah, I don't think you can... Um, can't forget that bit, sorry. And uh, we've got a suggestion from the FT LOL podcast. Them lads uh, have suggested Facundo Sava and says the, the man knew how to celebrate. My first thought was Zorro. Um, and if you know, you know. And I'm about to tell you why you should know. <laughs> Now, probably to younger listeners, definitely obscure, absolutely obscure. Because looking at his career, he's the hallmarks of an obscure footballer. But for me, growing up, when Facundo Sava was scoring a wild six Premier League goals for Fulham, <laughs> I mean, he, he, he would have been obscure if he wouldn't have had that daft mask. No, I wouldn't have remembered him even for his six Premier League goals across a couple of years for Fulham when he was teaming up with the likes of uh, Louis Sahar, Sylvan Legwinski at Fulham. Every time he scored, he put a Zorro mask on and it was daft. Um, and that's it. I mean, he spent every every other club he played for, he played for about seven or eight clubs. The rest of his time was spent in Argentina, never made the Argentine national squad. Um, to my knowledge, um, 
So it was a, it was a weird career that, that has all the hallmarks of being a Hall of Fame worthy candidate. But I remember exactly who he is, <laughs> unfortunately, which which does unfortunately bar Facundo Sava from the Hall of Fame. Sorry, um, but it's a fantastic shout nonetheless. Um, and his mask will be remembered forever, hopefully at Craven Cottage. <laughs> One more point, the Crystal Palace fanzine offers us Jason Crow. Now, obviously, I should have really, um, should have really thought he might be a Crystal Palace reject. Um, absolutely obscure that. Um, and Wikipedia suggests he is a Crystal Palace reject. Three years for Arsenal, yet no Premier League games. And then he spent eight games on loan at Crystal Palace in the ninety-eight, ninety-nine season. So just after they'd got, um, just after they'd got relegated there, uh, four years at Portsmouth. And then binned when they when they went up to the Premier League in two thousand three. So it, it, unfortunately, because of these two occurrences, I got into football in nineteen ninety eight. Would have watched majority foot, uh, football would have been Premier League match of the day that sort of thing. And then by two thousand and three, yes, um, still probably majority of Premier League, Champions League, etc. So I've just caught him. At, he's just moved at the exact wrong points there for me to remember him. Unfortunately, he's obscure. Um, nine games on loan at Brentford, two years at Grimsby, four years at Northampton, two at Leeds United. But those two years came when they were in League One. Leighton Orient back to Northampton, retired at Corby Town in twenty thirteen. Bit of a journeyman career in um, in the football league there. But definitely in the foyer, definitely in the um, in contention to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. Hoods eight one one eight on Twitter suggests Henry Kamara. Absolutely not. Sorry, mate. Um, maybe it's me. I've been writing up a lot of um, at the time of recording um, early February. Been writing up a lot of Afcon scenarios recently. A lot of Senegal with that as well. And Henry Kamara, I can remember him. At the 2002 World Cup, when Senegal was so good, um, weren't they? If you remember, and Henry Kamara was one of the was one of the vocal focal points for Senegal. I remember his time at um, at Wolves. I remember his time at uh, Wigan Stoke as well, to a lesser extent. But through Wikipedia, we can tell he played in Switzerland for Nuchital Zamax Grasshoppers, and then he played in France for Sedan and Strasbourg where he made his senior debut. Um, didn't play any league games, unfortunately, but uh, there we have it. He played at Celtic, also played at Southampton and West Ham, all of those loans before embarking on what is a weird, weird um, Mediterranean phase, all in Greece. Atromitos, Panitolikos, Coloni, Lamia, Panitolikos again, Apollon, Sinerni. I've butchered that, sorry, any Greek listeners. Neokos and Fostiras, um, all Greek probably Super League, second tier, third tier, maybe even um, clubs. So the second half is created definitely obscure, but we all, I'm sure, can remember um, his time, not if not Wolves and Wigan, then definitely that, that summer in the 2002 World Cup where he played for Senegal. And uh, we've got a suggestion from Matty Mack. He says, uh, Philip um, bleeping Dagan, I'm not that swear. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> he sounds really familiar. I was thinking Swiss. I was thinking Liverpool cast off because I know... Um, Matty's quite fond of Liverpool, um, and apparently both. Um, I seem to remember him playing at the 2006 World Cup. May have done, may not have done. Um, apparently, Wikipedia suggests that I am right on both counts. Play for Basel in the 2001 to 2005. So maybe I picked. Maybe I've probably seen this guy live. I've seen a Basel game from around 2003. 
um, at Old Trafford when Gary Neville scored. So maybe he played in that. So maybe, maybe I've seen him live and I just didn't remember. Um, I also spent three years at Borussia Dortmund between 2005 and 2008, played 150 times for them. Then seven games, seven, for Liverpool um, between 2008 and 2011, which is which is weird. I sort of had it the other way around where he was almost a Liverpool youth player or picked up quite young and then moved on. Um, so, I was, so I was thinking wrong on that instance. He would go to Stuttgart on loan, then back to Basel, um, retired age 33, 2016. Unfortunately, he's one of the most obscure, inobscure players by the rules. Anyway, if I remember him, he's not obscure. Um, so unfortunately, he's, he's not. But um, he did have quite a good career in terms of Basel and Dortmund and a little bit for Liverpool as well. So he probably wouldn't have made the Hall of Fame anyway if I couldn't have remembered him. But um, very good suggestion. If I've, I'm going to have to research if I've seen him play live now because it's going to bug me until the end of time. Speaking of... I've not even planned this transition. That's how good that was. Dean Gore or Dean Gore is it's pronounced G. It's spelled G O double R E. I'm going to say Gore. Harry Holland suggests this one. He attaches a picture of a man in a Panasonic Huddersfield shirt at the turn of the century. If you listened last week uh, or last time in the Obscure Footballer podcast, he did so um, there again. So I'm thinking automatically Steve Bruce almost getting promoted to the Premier League 2000 sort of era. Um, He's of Surinamese descent, and again, if you listened last time, we've had quite a lot of Surinamese players applied his trade in the Netherlands before coming to the Terriers, Huddersfield Town, and... It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say... Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Either way, I've seen this man live again, and I definitely know this because... Um, I've seen him play in an FA Cup third round match against Liverpool in December 1999. Um, fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. He made his debut for SVV in... Uh, I think that's pronounced... How it's pronounced? Um, in 1987. Then went to Dordrecht. Then to Feyenoord, 92 to 95. Um, then to Groningen, 95 to 97. Then to Ajax for 97, 99. And then for some reason, Huddersfield for another two years. He only did two-year contracts, apparently. Uh, 99 to 2001. Then broke that. Spent three years at Barnsley. And then one appearance, just one. At Blackpool in 2004, and I was actually the Suriname international manager until last year. So, does that bar him from being obscure? Probably not. Um, a definite contention for um, for the Hall of Fame. Dean Gorey, what an absolute shout that is! And another suggestion from uh, Harry Holland, Gianfranco Labath. Um, I was thinking automatically now. I've been stung before by Huddersfield Town rejects in the late 2000s, the late 90s, early 2000s. Another town reject. Yes, another town 
Huddersfield Town reject. But his history definitely does put him in contention. I wasn't expecting this. I was thinking like a, a, I don't know, a cast off from France, played a few games when they were in sort of championship or what was what is now called the championship. Um, probably left when they dropped down the divisions around that time. But his Wikipedia suggests he's from Peru. And his Wikipedia says, although this might not be correct, um, his first senior club was Huddersfield for three appearances in 2003, which sounds bizarre. And that was 2003. I'm pretty sure it was either when they were in what is now known as League Two for the season or League One and they'd just come up. Either way, he went to Derby for another three appearances in 2003-04 and then just played in Peru for the next 15 years between 2005 to retirement in 2020. But for a six-game loan spell in Cyprus with Apollon Limassol. Um, yeah, that career alone edges him into Hall of Fame-worthy worthy territory. So we have got a couple of good suggestions so far. Let's 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 continue on. We've got another suggestion from Harry Holland, um, John Thorrington, and now I'm just thinking Huddersfield Town or an EFL legend, probably a bit of both. Now, apparently he was a he's a, an academy prospect at Manchester United between 1997 and 1999, so he slipped through my net of Manchester United. <laughs> Manchester United um, players there, hasn't he? Um, he would go to Bayer Leverkusen. I don't know how that happens. For his senior debut, back when they were really, really good, like the, the anti-treble that they had in 2002, that's when he was there. Um, no Bundesliga games. Then he went free-falling um, to Huddersfield Town, um, as Huddersfield Town were free-falling as well, to be fair. 2001 to 2003, so that when they went from League 1 to League 2. Played 6-7 league games at the, um, would have been the McAlpine Stadium then. So there you go. Three three games at Grimsby, then off to America. Who can blame him? Five years at Chicago Fire, one year at Vancouver Whitecaps, and then one at uh, DC United. Apps actually um, an American international four times between 2001 and 2008, which is strange, really, when you consider four caps and then you've made your first in 2001 and then your last in 2008. Sort of smacks of, uh, of a bit of a nomadic career, really. Uh, probably got um, himself back in the eye line when he went to uh, went went back to America in the latter part of his career, perhaps. Now, teammates app suggests Mapu Yanga Mbiwa. So we've gone from the absolute obscure to well, not like a legend or anything, but I definitely remember him from those. May have been towards the back end of Alan Pardew Newcastle days. I was picturing that Champions League push in 2012. Um, Wikipedia suggests six years at Montpellier, 186 league games, 37 Premier League games for Newcastle between 2013 and 2014, so slightly after what I was thinking. Uh, before a season at Roma and five years at Lyon, retiring um, during the COVID lockdown, aged only 31, unfortunately. Um, four international appearances for France between 2012 and 2014. So even if, I mean, I, I can remember him, so he's not obscure by definition, but... Even if I would have slipped my mind that 37 games at Newcastle and obviously then Roma and Leon after that, the career is just too good. The career is just too good. I mean, we're talking our Hall of Fame worthy candidates. One of them has 15 years in Peru, for example. This um, guy, I'm pretty sure you can get in Biwa, was on the cusp of the French team in 2012. Would have been around the time when Montpellier were winning Ligue 1 around that time, wouldn't it? So he'd have probably got a bit of fame for that. Um... So he's unfortunately not obscure, but I mean, he's probably had too good of a career. Um, speaking of too good a career, 
Rufus Brevitt. Um, Derek Cleary um, sent us this one in on Twitter. Pictured me with a, a QPR mid-90s photograph. Now, he's not obscure for me. I absolutely remember him in that defence of uh, Fulham when they got promoted around 2001 Pizza Hut shirt. I mean, that's usually... <laughs> It's usually a good, um, usually a good indicator for me that the the shirts of certain players and where I can pitch them in moments of time. Now, looking at his Wikipedia, I'm probably in the minority for remembering Brevet for Fulham, to be honest, because he made his debut in 1988 for Doncaster, played for QPR from 1991, spent seven years there. So he's probably well known to most for QPR, where QPR were in the Premier League around that time. So probably to most people, it's a bit, that was a bit before my time, admittedly. So um, so I, my reference point is Fulham when they got promoted. He played, to be fair, for Doncaster, for QPR, for Fulham. He played for 100 plus times for each of those. So he had a decent career, a bit like Tony Gale earlier on, where he's not, he's not quite... Um, not quite obscure because he's had a pretty good, uh, pretty good run of it. Really, he would go to West Ham for two years in that time when they're in the Championship between two thousand and three and two thousand and five. Then would go to Plymouth, Leicester, played one game at uh, Leicester on loan, if you remember that. Um, before retiring in two thousand and seven with Oxford United, um, very good career. Um, not obscure, unfortunately, Derek. Um, our next man um, is. Um, He's definitely venturing towards that realm. He's in the foyer. He's, 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 he's obscure, definitely. Mo Bangura, um, suggested by Dazza on uh, on Twitter there. I, and with this, I want to say another mid-90s QPR player, a bit like Brevet. Maybe it was recency um, on the notifications. Brevet came after Bangura, and I was thinking, yeah, another QPR legend, maybe. Um, but his Wikipedia suggests he's a Sierra Leone Striker, 18 caps, two goals. Moved to Europe in uh, 2010 with AIK in Sweden. Got a pair of their shorts. So I'm a big AIK, AIK Stockholm fan. <laughs> yeah. Um, then he spent three years at Celtic, which is probably what he's well known for on um, on British shores, to the tune of 11 SPL appearances or Scottish Premier League appearances. Unfortunately, didn't score any goals. Um, this was uh, probably around the time when Celtic had a free run at the... Uh, at the league title when Rangers got demoted, of course. Um, Bangura would spend two more years, two more spells at AIK, then to Elfsborg, a bit of a Scandinavian um, time of it um, there, and then to Istanbul, Bashak Shahir, um, then a brief run um, for a year in China with Dalian Yifang, um, then back to Sweden again at Dalkurd FF, and went, as often many people do, to Greece, to Acropolis, and retired only age 29. And despite Sierra Leone, yeah, they might not be um, they might not be the biggest international team in the world, or even in Africa, although they did quite, well, they didn't do quite well at AFCON this year. They only got one point from three group games, but qualifying in and of itself, probably a success. The 2010 to present on his international... <laughs> international section on his wikipedia very optimistic considering he retired a number of years ago obviously not been updated but um it's always something on the on a wikipedia page that um gives me a chuckle although if he's still playing if he's still active say for example i don't know phil jagielka or gary cahill for example first names come to my head if they had a 2000 and whatever to present on their international and they're obviously probably well barring any 
barring multiple disasters or miracles, whichever way you want to look at it, they're probably not going to get back into the England squad. Now, I'm going to look like a fool if Gary Cahill's leading the uh, defence in Qatar later on this year, aren't I? But, uh, and a whole lot might have changed from Jan- uh, from February when I'm recording this to March when it goes out, but uh, I'm not anticipating that. Our final suggestion is from Dave Matheson, and he suggests Andy Answer. Now, weirdly, I had two thoughts in my head, and maybe I'm just intrinsically linked to uh, Andy Answer. My first thought was I knew his name and I was thinking, is it that guy who said unbelievable techers once on the, <laughs> I think it was Wayne Rooney Street striker, which has obviously then become immortalised via Soccer AM and social media, etc. And then my second thought was, was he the physio on Dream Team, the soap opera Dream Team? <laughs> now I mentioned last time that I knew Dave Matheson is a fan of Dream Team, the football soap opera. The first and probably only, uh, well, Footballers' Wives, I guess, was soap opera, but I mean, <laughs> less said about either, really, the better. So I had those two weird, like, really dis- distant ideas in my head, and I thought that yeah, I must have, you know, he didn't really play an intrinsic part of the Dream Team <laughs> show, or the physio didn't. So I'm thinking he's probably just that guy who said Unbelievable Techers, because that, that's probably a bit more burnt into my mind. But apparently, Wikipedia says that he did both. I mean, and he's thinking, right, this, this guy's not a footballer, though. He's just <laughs> an actor or something on TV. But he did have a professional career. He spent a year at Dorking Wanderers between 1989 and 1990, um, then at Brentford for a year, at Southend for six years, within two Brentford loans as well. Two games at Peterborough, two games at Gillingham, two games at Leighton Orient, Hayes, Bromley, Haybridge, Swifts, then to Brighton and Hove Albion between 97 and 99. Bamber and Dulwich Hamlet and that was his professional career so yeah I mean football league journeyman but obviously everyone remembers him from unbelievable techers um Wayne Rooney street striker and dream team which I mean he has a crazy career and definitely a fantastic one I mean if you can get it unfortunately he's not obscure he's he's his um his football career. If he did, if he did his football career and then just retired from everyday well not everyday life from public life Definitely obscure Hall of Fame candidate, but he's unbelievable techers man, and he's well the dream team physio. So that's a, that's very obscure now, but <laughs> unbelievable techers. Everybody knows that, um, or at least everybody sort of my age knows that, um, and probably younger as well. To be fair, unfortunately, he would have been fantastic addition to the Hall of Fame. <laughs> it really would have been, and what a perfect way to end the. <laughs> end the episode on there thank you very much to everybody who uh, suggested an obscure footballer whether they were obscure or inobscure i think we've got three very good candidates for the hall of fame here unfortunately answer won't be one of them um what what a suggestion though plucks right out of thin air probably the best non-obscure one we've had so far in the seven episodes we've done of the obscure football game thus far but we'll be back with something different something i've not decided on for the next episode as we barrel on through almost to episode 80 which um is something isn't it anyway we'll be back next week and obviously every day on youtube five days a week on that there patreon as well thank you very much for listening silly
Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.